Your 20s is a time for a lot of new. New discoveries, new adventures, new opportunities, new challenges. Hey everyone, welcome back to Party of One Podcast. This is a podcast about a lot, so let's just jump into today's episode. Today we're talking about our 20s. <laughs> the 20-somethings, if I might. Um, I just wanted to give you know, five really good pieces of advice for when you're in your 20s and you don't really know where life is headed, or maybe you have an idea, but you can't see the full picture. Maybe things kind of got lost along the way. And sometimes we just need a space to redirect ourselves. And before I even get into the five pieces of advice, I want to preface to always pray about your decisions. Pray that you're headed in the right direction. Pray that the opportunities that you're receiving keeps you on the path of your purpose. Because remember that every opportunity is not for you. And just because it's presented to you doesn't mean it'll elevate you. Sometimes opportunities can be there to distract us. And so having a spirit of discernment will help you be able to know which one is for me, which one isn't just yet ready for me, and which one just clearly isn't. And I can get more into that into future episodes. But for today, um, I definitely wanted to start talking about some things that I've noticed being in my 20s. Investing in your personal growth, that's the time to be most valued. Because as you're growing up in your teens and you know, throughout college, you're going through a lot of changes. But your 20s is pretty much the time where you've developed a personality, a piece of you that will always in some way be a part of you, whether it's going to, you know, continuously change over time as you get older, or it's just something that has made you, you. It's a time for self-discovery and personal growth. And the way to do that is to invest more in expanding your knowledge. You know, maybe it's not going back to school. Maybe it is. Maybe it's reading more books. Maybe it's going online and watching more videos about something, anything. Expanding your knowledge doesn't just have to be in the traditional educational sense. It can be in wanting to learn how to be more self-sufficient. Maybe you want to learn how to change, you know, your tires. Maybe you want to learn how to fix something that's wrong with your toilet It can literally be just a source, a wealth of knowledge that you start to acquire over time just because you're so interested and invested in wanting to do more with yourself, to be more. Because when you start investing in your personal growth, you start realizing, I care more about myself. I care enough about myself to see how much more I can retain. You know, I used to be the kind of person like school was important, but it wasn't everything for me. I was a balance of both. I was a student athlete and I was in yearbook and I loved photography and videography and I just dipped my toes in a lot of different ponds. Like I was really excited and curious about what was I really good at and what was I really passionate about because anyone can get good at anything. But throughout finding out different things about yourself when you're doing different things, you realize What's the common theme? Like, what is something I keep coming back to? What is something that keeps showing up no matter what season of my life, what environment, person, career I'm in? What do I see that is consistent? Maybe when you're in high school and then you graduate all the way through college, go through your first or first couple jobs, you realize throughout those seven, eight years total, 
I realized I am consistently documenting whatever it is. Sometimes I want to take pictures. Sometimes I want to make little mini videos. Sometimes it's journaling. Sometimes it's, you know, collecting things. Really start to evaluate who you are throughout the time that you are trying to figure out who that is. Developing new skills and exploring different interests is the top tier way to figure out how your purpose is aligned with you. You know, taking advantage of opportunities for learning whether it's through formal education or not, or self-study, you know, the investment in yourself pays off in the long run and you set the foundation for a, a more fulfilling life lifestyle, career, relationships, it just continues to add more to who you are, therefore allowing you to see more for yourself. Number two, embrace failure and learn from it. If you're not failing, you're so far from succeeding. Success comes with failure. Success is literally, failure is the mother of all success. That's how I wanted to say that. I heard this quote from Pitbull one time when I was just scrolling on Instagram and he said, he said, there's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunity. And then there's no problems, only solutions. And that is just the smartest way to view how life is happening to you because it's inevitable that we're going to have challenges. You know, it's what you do in those moments, in those challenges that make you who you are. If you complain about everything, throw a fit, people expect you to act a certain way, it's in the wrong direction. But if you're slow to speak and you're slow to react, slow to react, that's more of a highlighted form for me. Sometimes I can be too quick to react and that's something that I've actively worked on and I feel I've mastered. There are times where there are just moments where you can't predict it, but you know that you're in a space where you're like, you know what, I'll take a minute to think about this. Your response is everything. In your 20s, it's the most ideal time to develop resilience and to learn from setbacks because no one expects you to know better, honestly. You know, people have their own thoughts and opinions on what you feel like maybe you should know at a certain age, but that's based on their own life experiences, how they were brought up, what the experiences were like in their time, but you're in a different time you're in a different space you're you learning from setbacks creates it just creates a certain grit it it creates a certain type of character that overnight success can never build you know I'd rather take six months to get to something I really wanted knowing that because it took so long and I had so much to learn from in that time the longevity of the success itself when I reach that point will be held much longer than if I would have did something on Monday, mastered it Friday, but lost it Sunday because I didn't know how to keep it. And that goes for a job you want, a relationship you want, a new location, a new mindset, a new body. That goes for everything. You know, taking risk in pursuing your passions is also another part of embracing failure. If you don't take risk on things that make you happy right now, you'll Continue to be complacent and stay stagnant in where you're at in life, and that will become the common theme of your life. So it's like, just like I was saying about investing in your personal growth and, you know, embracing what comes and looking at the patterns of what you keep coming back to, that can be applicable in failure as well. 
if you're not taking risk and you're always playing it safe, how can you see anything different for yourself? That doesn't mean blow all your savings and take a big risk. Risk can still be somewhat calculated. It's actually encouraged because you don't want the risk you take to be a liability. You want it to be an asset. You want it to always be building on something that you see for yourself, for others, you know, that is aligned with your purpose that can sometimes align someone else's purpose. What if the risk you don't take allows someone else not to reach their purpose because they needed to see you make that jump, take that leap of faith into that thing you really wanted. And maybe it didn't work out until four, five, 50, 60 times later. But the fact that you were so resilient and so determined to see it happen, that was enough. And that helped them get past even the thought, the limiting belief. So don't think that you not taking risk is always all about you. Sometimes you're the inspiration to someone else. So do yourself and someone else a favor and take a chance on you. You know, remember that some of the greatest successes in life often come after overcoming significant failures. Number three. Nurture relationships and network. This is a hard truth that I had to swallow at one point. Before I had started really diving deep into my faith, into just really being a lot more self-aware with how I respond to things and how others respond to me, I didn't see the benefit in nurturing relationships. I was really okay with being a lone wolf because I was so used to just doing things, you know, on my own. And didn't realize that on my own meant it felt like that because I had some support in some aspect that allowed me to do that in some areas of my life, in the areas where it, where I focused the most on. And then it's not until you start growing up and start realizing that, you know, relationships are everything. My parents always told me, it is never what you do, but it's always who you know. Who you know can get you into rooms faster than what you do. You know, if it was between you as a talented athlete and someone else as a talented athlete, but they're so warm, they make sure that they speak to everyone and say, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Even if it's small talk, even if you're having a rough day, they know that person two is going to come in and speak regardless they're going to check in on them. Just make sure that, how, hey, how's your day going? That's nurturing a relationship. That is showing someone, hey, I see you and I care about you. Even if I'm just asking, how was the drive over to practice? Starting to nurture relationships creates something within yourself where you realize I'm outside of myself. It's not just me living in my head. Although I have an end goal, There are people that are going to be along the way that help me get there. And that should not be the primary or really the reason why you end up nurturing relationships. Just know that within the relationships and the networks that you start building, that can allow more opportunities in your life because you're more open and receptive to how and who is in your life. How life is coming at you and who in your life is adding to that, you know. Cultivating meaningful connections with people who inspire and challenge you can really help you grow exponentially than if you were to take the long road and be maybe not stuck in your ways or stubborn, but maybe just feeling like I can't trust anybody. I got to do it myself. Nobody's been there to show me. If you feel like you can't trust people in a physical sense to practice and get there, go online. 
There's so many free resources, free mentor, free things online that can help you build up that knowledge on creating conversations with people when you get out there in the real world, when you start taking more chances on yourself, when you start putting yourselves in more networking situations like going to conferences, attending seminars, deciding to talk to someone while you're waiting to order in line. All those different pieces add on to your character and they add on to your network. So always think, How strong of a relationship can I build with this person? And also remember that not every relationship is a relationship that'll be a best friend, will be a personal close relationship. Sometimes the surface is just as deep as, hey, we drive the same car. We can converse about that. We can talk about our families. We can talk about, you know, what we like to eat, what we don't like to eat. But know that each one of those relationships, they matter to some aspects. So treat them all the same. Number four. Take care of your health. This should have been number one, actually. Your health is your ultimate wealth. Your 20s are the most ideal time to establish healthy habits. That's including exercising, eating right, mentally stimulating your mind. You know, prioritizing your physical and mental well-being, you know, by maintaining a balanced diet, you know, exercising regularly, getting enough sleep. (laughs) The amount of the way that sleep isn't talked about enough to me is sometimes insane in my thought process. The fact that we're not getting eight hours of sleep and that is normal. It's not normal. Our body needs that time to repair its cells and not to go deep down the rabbit hole because I love. I love learning more about my health, learning more about why things are the way they are, why things shouldn't be the way they are. And then doing that in the best way that it serves for me, not extremist and not loosey goosey either, just what works best from the information that I've learned. Prioritizing your health is literally the thing that will determine how successful you are. And success isn't just in a monetary format. Success is mentally, relationally, spiritually, if You're grinding, 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 hustle, 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 reading three books a day, going to work eight hours, coming home, taking care of a family, working out for an hour, sleeping for three hours. You are not being as productive as you think and you're not as healthy as you think because you're prioritizing the wrong things. Your sleep should be the number one priority right next to to eating because... We have this thing called a circadian rhythm, and I'm not going to speak too much to it because I'm not as well informed to give a a well-informed, you know, discussion or a topic of discussion on this. But what I, the little information that I know about that is, you know, our body has a clock. Internally, it knows these are the times that my body needs to rest in order for these specific cells to be replenished. I believe it's between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. That's when your body does the most detox through sleep. It's where your cells are are rejuvenated. It's where you get the best REM sleep. REM sleep is when you're in a deep sleep. That's when you're actually resting. That is when your body is actually getting the sleep that it needs to. You ever go to sleep at 12 a.m. and have to get up for work at 6 or 7 a.m. and you're still so tired but you slept for seven hours? It's because your body didn't have the time 
to be replenished at the hours that it needed to be. And the same thing goes for, um, what, what's that thought? I always have a thought and then it leaves and then it comes back. Um, the, the same goes for eating before you go to bed. The last time you should be putting anything in your mouth should be 7 p.m. Really? Because your body needs at least three hours to digest whatever it is, whether it was a fatty steak or, you know, a pasta dish or some salad. Your body needs time to break down what you've eaten so that it's not choosing or f- well, yeah, essentially choosing between am I digesting this food while she's sleeping or am I getting eight hours of REM sleep? You see, when you eat 30 minutes, an hour, two hours before you go to bed, your body hasn't fully digested what's in what you put in it, which means it has to now produce that energy to break down that food in the time you're sleeping. So you're not getting great rest. Try it out just for a week. Stop eating at a certain time, preferably sometime before seven. If you have to, at least eight, and then try to go to bed no later than 10 and just see how much of your quality of life is improved just solely based on making those small changes. It doesn't have to be a big change that you want to make for your health. You know, you don't have to go to the gym an hour a day for seven days a week and run for 30 minutes and then do weightlifting for the other 30. It's small steps like that where you're a little bit more intentional with your life and your quality of life that gets you a lot further than you think. And lastly, save and invest for the future. Save and invest for the future. We live in a time where things are different than they were for previous generations. That's just how generations go. Something new happens every time. Securing your financial future is important because it means you care about the decisions you're making now because you know the kind of lifestyle you want to live later. Simple stuff like creating a budget or like tracking your expenses can create not only better opportunities for yourself financially in the future, but it can also start habit building. If it's hard enough for you to keep your room clean, your car clean, do a dish, do some laundry, you know, basic things. Try it in some area of your life that you know is consistent and start seeing how much you show up for yourself. If it's hard to do it, do it for five minutes, not even five, do it for two. In the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, Highly recommend. Great book. Still getting through it. <laughs> um, he mentions it, he mentions the two-minute rule. And he says, this, if it's hard for you to do anything for a long period of time, eating right, exercising, you know, doing some chores, do it for two minutes and then stop. If all you had to do was put on workout clothes to insinuate that you were going to work out but didn't, that's a step. And then the more you keep doing that, you do that daily or do that a certain time throughout the week and then eventually you're going to start thinking ah well I've already got the workout clothes on let me just go to the gym real quick even if it's for 10 minutes your body starts to think I can do more I want to do more so saving and investing for your future can help you start to create those small habits that will kind of bleed over into other facets of your life you'll start showing up more for people you'll start showing up more for yourself And overall, you'll just start seeing a new person. You're not going to 
just see them overnight. You're just going to wake up one day and realize that all the habits that you started implementing, all the, the things that you started taking care of as far as your health is concerned, your relationships, all of that mattered. And you'll just realize that you're the person that you like becoming because you'll always be becoming. There will never be a time when you are fully mastered into the person you want to be. There will always be growth. So those are five pieces of advice I have about being in your 20s. I know you guys really like the advice for your 20s episode I did previous to this. Um, And I just want to start speaking a little bit more about and to, you know, the most new part of our lives where we are in the most control. It's not easy. But if you analyze it, recognize it, and you're just open and receptive to how it can come, it can be a fun thing. So... With that said, I will see you guys on the next episode of Party of One Pod.